0: Hello, you gorgeous humans. Welcome to my podcast, Human Better 365 for inspired souls that are looking to improve and grow upon their already wonderful lives. I am your host, Sabrina Victoria. If you are new to this podcast, make sure to hit that subscribe button for weekly motivational content that is sure to jumpstart your day. Today we are talking about relationships. And to get even deeper, we are talking about communication and relationships. And to get even deeper, we are talking about communicating in a healthy way during arguments in our most precious relationships. I have here in the studio the love of my life, Dane Walthers. say hello. Hello. (laughs) He is also a coach, a transitional coach, and we thought this would be an awesome topic for you. Join me. Human Better 365. The only podcast that will create undeniable results in long-term growth, regain control of your time, get organized, and prepare for the future, all while having a life full of purpose. Because managing your time means managing your life. And now your host, Sabrina Victoria. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. So I have the love of my life in the studio today, already cracking me up. Hello. (laughs) We are talking about relationships today and not only just relationships, but how to argue nicely and correctly. We thought this would be a good time to do this because, because of the coronavirus, so many of us have been spending so much more time with each other than ever before. And Dane had put together a, like a bullet point, five bullet point thingamajig. And he had showed it to me and I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually really good information. Would you be willing to share it on my podcast? And of course he said, sure. So um, we have them jotted down here. We kind of just wanted to casually talk to you guys about some of the things that we have implemented in our life um, when it comes to arguing or having some sort of a disagreement. I believe Dane can attest to a few trials and tribulations during this time. And uh, we just kind of want to share them with you. So, what do you think, Dane?
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be talking about this topic because it is something I've struggled with for years. So, I'm somebody who married my high school sweetheart. um, And we had many, a couple decades together. Um, And looking back, now that I've, You know, learned these different approaches and styles, and I've researched and read, and had great people in my life—from coaches to teachers to just friends—who are just so emotionally intelligent that I've adopted the things they said. So none of this is original. This is just stuff I'm going to regurgitate that I'm hoping will help you. It's absolutely helped me, and I—the the area of my life that I am most proud of and. Sabrina uh, can attest for this is my relationships with the people in my life that I love and care about So I just want to take a little bit of time to go through some of the things that I do and sh- share my experience strength and hope in this topic so that maybe you can get a few things from it and uh, work you know work towards a better communication style with whoever it is maybe it's not your spouse maybe it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, brother sister mother father boss who knows
0: and I would like to say that it's really important to remember that it's not necessarily taking all the points that you learn and throwing them into your life and expecting it to magically work right away. It takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. And you know, some of these might hit home for you really nicely and some of them maybe not so much, but what we're hoping is that maybe just a few of the points or a few of the examples will kind of hit home with you and you'll be able to share those with your spouse or share those with with a loved one that you're having issues with and be able to use those um, techniques going forward. So as Dane said, you know, we've all gone through a past, some sort of a past, yeah. um, whether it's married, whether it's um, boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever it is. Um, you slowly learn. The object of the game isn't necessarily to fix everything right away. The object of the game is to see what didn't work, critique it, and then implement some new ideas to make it better, and then continue on. And then as you continue to see faults here and there, you um, continue to critique it, continue to improve it, and it's just a, a flow going forward. So use that I guess uh, mentality when you're listening to these things and uh, see what you can grab from it that works for you
1: I like that you said that because I didn't learn these all at once exactly I, I read them in a book or you know my friend told me hey look at it this way or try this try that and I adopted them little by little and then once you have your whole toolbox full it's and like, we're still wow. learning, we're yeah still absolutely learning, and
0: we're still learning each other we're still adapting so
1: basically, my, my idea here, the way I see this is I just want to be able to communicate in a healthy manner where I don't have to feel bad afterwards. Whatever the, I, whatever the topic may be, I want to be able to communicate, be heard, and also hear what whoever that person is communicating to me is saying. And, and get down to the kind of the nitty gritty of how do I do that and get away from my default, which is feeling maybe angry or what I think is anger. And responding instead of really responding the way I should so um, there's just five little bullet points that I came up with in, in how to communicate when you're arguing or you're in a heightened state or a lot of emotion and the biggest thing for me which is not one of the bullet points but I'll preface with is recognizing what happens to your physiology and your body because you get it for me I get a feeling I get um, my heart will maybe beat faster. I'm actually holding my chest right now because that's where I feel it. Um, but I get uh, maybe irritable or upset. Um, and that's that's right then I, and there I know, hey, I got to think about what do I do? Cause it, and you'll recognize it when, it when it hits you. You'll know what your triggers are, or what have you, or what bothers you, what doesn't. So the first thing is that I need to say, number one, what is really the matter? You know, I'll communicate in a way, hey, I'm really mad because you didn't come home for dinner and we were going to have dinner, blah, blah, blah. We all know that story. We've all maybe had that happen. But I really, in that particular instance, should say I'm fearful because I feel like we're not communicating and we're losing our relationship here. We're not as close. What happened? And that's really, and I don't know how to verbalize that sometimes, but if I can just be upfront in that and be vulnerable and say, this is how I feel. So instead of saying, cause I'm a, I'm a man, I'm tough, right? I used to be a boxer. So I'm supposed to be this really tough guy, but I'm not that guy. I was the guy that thought I would win fights because I thought, and I was strategic, not because I was some tough, you know, testosterone guy, if you will. So I have to say exactly what's on my mind versus, Hey, I'm mad or I'm sad or I'm fearful or I'm scared because us guys, were not, we're not comfortable saying that stuff. But we should be, because we can get to the solution that much quicker. Can you think of like a story where that would? I can't
0: necessarily think of one with us in particular for some reason. When I'm sure that we probably do have that. Um, I feel like I'm really good at communicating exactly how I feel, so I can't you think are. of anything necessarily. But I can use an example that may happen in another family, which is which you've talked about because of situations in your past where you're expected to be home from work at a certain time. And if you're not home from work, your phone is getting blown up and you, where are you and why aren't you home yet? And dinner's getting cold and all of this anxiety of need, needing to rush home. When uh, When stuff like that is going on, it might not necessarily be you yourself showing up. It could just be Hey, I need you home to help with the kids. Hey, I need you home to help with dishes. Hey, I need you home to vacuum. Hey, I need you home to um, to cuddle up and watch TV with you. So instead of uh, putting so much emphasis on hurry home, hurry home so that you could eat dinner, instead after dinner have a conversation and say hey listen i would really like to know approximately what time you're getting home so that i know when i can plan my evening if i'm having a girls night so you can watch the kids or so that um i know that you can be home cuddling with me in bed because i really miss hanging out with you or um i'm so Overwhelmed with the kids right now, and I need somebody to help clean the house a little bit because I just can't mentally do it And I'm getting frustrated because I'm not getting any help around the house so instead of saying exactly what the issue is instead they're putting it on Just be home from work when you say you're going to be home from work when that's really not the issue Exactly maybe something like
1: that and we're going to circle back to that because it comes back to that as far as being actually accurate in what you're trying to say for instance um, this isn't our story, but I witnessed a story with somebody you worked with and the, ga- the, the gentleman and the lady at night would get on their phones before they went to bed. And he was telling his wife a story about work and she was on her phone trying to you know, be on her phone and listen uh, because this is the first time she's had time all day to catch up and talk to family online or what have you. And he's telling her a story and he feels as if she's not listening doesn't say anything about it they go to bed the next day he leaves a voicemail she doesn't respond he gets angry he's he gets upset hey i needed you to respond to my voicemail i couldn't do what i need to do because i didn't get an answer and this whole thing happens about not being responsive to the voicemail where the real issue was i feel scared because i feel like we're growing apart you're paying more attention to your phone oh, these little issues one. come up yeah. but they get they get push down for different reasons yeah. and we'll get into that in some of these other bullet points but it's being aware of hey if you're not comfortable or you're scared you and you know you know it's hard because as a guy as a man you don't want to tell your wife who you should she looks up to you to be the strong person to provide and keep her safe and you know that's part of the role i mean they both the man and the woman can share that role but my point being is get to the real root and sometimes that's that's going to leave you feeling somewhat vulnerable. But as you get, as I got more used to it, it's actually powerful. It, it really is. So that moving on to that and then getting into a little bit of how to even be in the middle of a, an argument, if you will. One of the things that helped me out multiple times and does to this day daily. I use this daily. Um, and I hope that it can always be something you guys can default to or I can because it saves the day for me all the time. Number two, that's ask yourself. few questions before you even engage and ask yourself what i'm about to say does it even need to be said ask yourself what i'm about to say is it accurate and true ask yourself will it hurt the person i'm talking to is it going to hurt their feelings or attack their character and if you ask yourself those questions you know, does it need to be said now? Is it going to hurt their feelings or, you know, attack their character? All those questions that you come up with in your in your brain, you'll run through them really quick. You won't even know you're doing it eventually. It'll just be a default. And you'll find that a lot of arguments won't even happen if you filter through those questions.
0: So what are the questions again?
1: So ask yourself, what I'm about to say, is it accurate? Is it true? So this is a good example because... Oftentimes they'll say, you never or you always. That's not accurate. It's not true. You may feel it's accurate. You may feel it's true. But it's not fair to the other person because they work so hard oftentimes perhaps. And not always or never or whatever the word is or the verbiage is. But be truthful. And don't don't broadcast a, you know, a, a wide brush stroke of what the issue is. Be accurate on it. It makes it easier to, to talk through it and work through it. Also, is it going to hurt anybody? Is it going to hurt their feelings or attack their character? And then, you know, you can even and you'll 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 find your own too beyond that that you might have to use. And does
0: it need to be said?
1: Does it need to be said? You know, does that scab need to be picked right now here in this moment? And you're going to probably, if you're honest, want to say yes, but the answer will be no. And then there you go. You may even never even have to talk about it. And it may come up it just kind of depends but that has helped me time and again can you give an example of- well
0: another one that i remember you saying was is this the right time
1: timing is everything yeah
0: so to go back to your first example of oh i love that you said that man who is frustrated because his wife was on his phone and he carries that over into the next day and winds up getting frustrated with her about something totally different if he would have just put that in his pocket as something that was frustrating and then carried it, not carried it, but just been normal and then brought it up maybe the next day after dinner or, you know, while getting ready for bed or whatever it is and say, Hey, listen, um, I noticed the last couple of nights you've been on your phone a lot while I'm talking. Do you mind if we take 30 minutes before we watch TV or before we get on your phone, our phones to just communicate about our day? Yeah. Um, and just exactly. having a exactly what he what dane just said where here, what number one was which is saying what you really mean so using that along with um is it the right time will bring the entire conversation down to a whole nother level than it ever would have gone if you escalate it in a rude or obnoxious or or a different way not using these couple of techniques
1: yeah and i think a lot of us are working from home, we're not working, we may be doing, a, maybe working three jobs, whatever the case may be, um, timing is really important. So bringing that heavy issue to the to the bed at night to talk about right before you go to bed is more than not, uh, it's, it's not successful a lot of times because you feel the need to get to bed so you can get up for work or what have you. But it also, it's it's a time of day where you're, where i like to download and come together and learn about the, the day and listen not solve the world's problems because that that leaves me with a heavy head on, on my pillow and I, I don't sleep all that way so i think it's important timing is is huge and also to step back on what you said earlier sabrina is don't stack the inventory of what your partner's done or not done and bring it up in an argument because you're, you're going to be it's for us we work towards a solution but then You bring up an example to build your case this is not this is not helpful in most cases to bring bring out the old laundry as people say how does that saying go Mm -hmm. but i think that having sticking with you know what the issue is and what the feelings are and and have it have yourself find yourself i find myself as much as i can putting yourself in the other person's shoes how are they seeing this what are they thinking if I did this, if she did this to me, how would I feel? Helps me a lot as well.
0: I think the other thing too to go along with that is, and this might seem a little harsh, but it's really not that important. A lot of the things, if you really break down the arguments that you're having with your loved ones, a lot of times they're really dumb. For instance, getting so worked up about somebody being on their phone. If you really break it down and allow yourself to think about it for a moment, that is something that doesn't need to be said with harsh or um, words that cut. You can easily bring that up at dinner the very next day in a nice way. And it doesn't turn into this little tiny molehill that's literally minute. And turn it into a big huge enormous mountain for no reason at all so if you kind of look at life a little less serious maybe a little more humorous and um, use your communication skills that's why we have we are the only species on the earth that has the ability to be able to speak our exact um, feelings uh, use that to your um, advantage and um, and don't take don't take things so seriously find the right timing for things speak um speak about uh, exactly what's on your mind versus blowing up other things um, out of proportion
1: i love that and and what's interesting about that is i think back to some of the arguments that disagreements arguments fights whatever you want to label it as we we had one that was pretty pretty hilarious when i think about it um the grocery store Publix. We went to, we have two Publix near us or what have you. Um, and we realized that we were saying the same thing, but we weren't saying it correctly so we could understand it. Another example, going to the beach the other day with the family and I was on my phone, you were driving and everybody's chatting and I was checking work emails and what have you. And, um, you had simply just said, hey, none of us are on our phones.
0: I texted you texted at a red me, light.
1: Yeah, texted me at a red light, and I read that, and I was like, oh, because I didn't even notice. So it's not a thought that I'm disrespecting or not engaging with the family. I'm focused on business or what have you, and that was huge because it didn't it didn't embarrass me because you could have said, hey, why are you on your phone? None of us are on our phones. What's going on? We want to have fun. We're going to the beach, yeah. and like the whole mood would have changed. Yeah but just a little reminder the helpful reminder
0: yeah I just um, silently at a red light because i was annoyed i silently had a red light. i had a choice but i had I'm a ma- choice you yeah. always have a choice on how you decide to handle things and i could have gone with my frustration and just let it spew out of my mouth in front of our friends and in front of family in the car and made it all awkward but instead i, I made a, a conscious decision to make it low-key and at the next red light i stopped I took out my phone. I just sent him one sentence that says, hey, no one else is on their phone. And he knew what that meant. Send. And I put my phone down and I kept driving. <laughs> he got the text message, you know, a second later, finished up his email or whatever he was doing. And then he put his phone down and he engaged the entire car. And it was perfect. And
1: the rest of the day. Yeah. It was, it, it, but I wasn't even aware. Yeah. And that, that simple communicating. Because what's the other thing you could have done? You could have just sat on it. Yeah. And then mentioned at the end of the day after we had a great day Mm -hmm. we're home we're exhausted we just want to relax and eat go to bed at that point then we would have had an argument or we could have had a a disagreement on hey you know and and that whole whole.
0: or or to to your point the timing and i could have just it's not really that big of a deal that you're on the phone and nobody is is it really that big of a deal? It's really not. It actually and was I, to me because I, I didn't know
1: where I wasn't even where I was doing.
0: It. I know, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that important. So the sure. other option would have been to just sit on it and then when I got home later that day, I could have brought it up and said, "Hey, listen, do you mind when we're in the vehicle and we're all hanging out, we're going someplace, do you mind keeping the work emails to a minimum so that we can all engage each other because the car was a little slumpy?" On the way there because you were on your phone and you know there yep. wasn't a whole lot going on
1: and that 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 brings me to what we had said earlier which is our third point is communicate often and, and be vulnerable
0: mm-hmm.
1: say the things that you really feel and mean think that your part my partner I want my partner my wife to be able to hear me and i'm not worried about her judging me or using it against me later or misconstruing or you know somehow here i'm just telling her about my day because i want to be heard i want i want her to give me her feedback on how i can maybe fix some things or tweak some things and how many of you have had a conversation like that at night starts off sweet it's like something out of a movie or something and then it turns into well why did you do it that way or you should have done it this way. Or what were you thinking? Or Those are the things that turn into arguments. And all you're doing is trying to communicate and be vulnerable. So remembering that, hey, when I'm communicating and I'm telling my end of the day stories or we're doing our download at the end of the day, my job is just to listen versus think about how I'm going to respond or what can I say that will sound intelligent and, or what can I say that will fix the solution. You're not asking me to fix actually we ran into this quite a bit
0: yeah early on we did. Yeah, because
1: i was always trying to be a fixer yeah uh, when things were wrong
0: yeah i would just start out just by telling him a story about something that happened at work or with one of my friends and he would jump right in you know two or three sentences in trying to fix the problem and and i'm over here like i'm not trying to find a solution to this i'm just trying to tell you a story right now yeah, yeah we bumped into that quite a bit
1: and just being disciplined when a topic comes up that you're passionate about not cutting off your partner listening to them because they get conditioned to that and they actually change how they communicate to you based on how you listen or what response they're given because then they're conditioned to respond and then adapt so we need to keep you know we we try to do this as often as we can but keep conversations just conversations feelings aren't facts so when i, if I come home and i feel like oh I feel like I'm not doing a good you know I'm not doing good enough or I feel like this or that those are just feelings a lot of them they're not facts and, and they're temporary and these things these conversations are more or less needing to be these things are needing to be said because I need to get them out I need to hear your perspective I need to feel like someone else is behind me and that's where that's what the communication's for so that's something I, I actually don't always do as well in that category as I would like to. Hopefully, I'm, maybe I'm not the only one, but I, I, I do think that that is a huge point, is that you need to to really just be be able to just communicate without worrying how you're delivering it necessarily. You know?
0: Yeah, 100%. I agree with you.
1: So along with being vulnerable and downloading is so important, and all of us, are, we're together, some of us are together all day. You know, or maybe on the weekends we're together more than we used to be, and we haven't had to communicate as much or as clear as we had, you know, as we did in the past when we had nine to fives or whatever the case might have been. And and maybe some of you can relate to this. Now, now moving on to number four. How how difficult is it to have a conversation with your partner? Am I avoiding it? Um, Am I am I waiting till? I can bring the issue up where I can back it up in an argument. Those type of those type of things are very very toxic and, and not helpful in a, in a relationship. Um, I so know- you always want
0: to make sure that you're having the difficult conversations. You don't want to ever avoid any of the um, the difficult conversations. And Dane actually has a really good story about um, circumstances that would happen in his past relationships. If you want to talk about that. Where you oh, talk yeah. to you talk to them a hundred times a day
1: but Yeah, and I, I'm I'm a procrastinator when I wanna I'm a people pleaser sometimes and I, I'll procrastinate having hard conversations. There's someone I need to have a conversation with right now. And I imagine if you think about it, you probably do too. But I'm not having it yet. I'm going to. Um, I'm now I'm probably gonna do it today. Uh, but I, I I think that being um being scared of having a conversation is normal, um, but I've gotten better at it since I'm doing it more, and I'm getting a great response from doing it. But procrastination with having hard conversations has never paid off for me. So I think it's just so important that when you're when you have something to speak about, and, and, and here's the thing: I was in a relationship for a couple decades. We talked ten times a day. I, would get, I mean, I would get teased from, from uh, partners and so forth that were, were asking me, how often do you guys talk? You know, we'd be in the car or what have you and we'd be talking, um, but we weren't really communicating. We weren't talking. Nobody's fault, we just didn't realize that we weren't doing it. We were communicating, checking, you know, keeping tabs on each other, um, but nothing of, nothing of real value was being um, talked about. And that, that that is not really communicating. It sure felt like it for me. I felt like I was doing a great job communicating. The volume was there, but the quality was not.
0: Yeah, one of the good points that um, Dan also brought up at some point was it's not about how many times during the day you're talking. Because it's not about talking. It's actually about whether or not you're communicating. So just because you're talking doesn't mean that you're actually having healthy communication. Um, there could be something that's totally bothering you. And if you're not bringing it up, but you're st- you're talking to that person 100 times a day, it's really not considered good communication. You know, you have to bring up the difficult conversations, no matter how difficult it is. And um, a lot of times your relationships will thrive when everyone feels heard. And if you find the right timing and the right atmosphere to bring up certain situations and you come at it with love... Um, A lot of times it's, it's very easy to explain your feelings and and how you're, you're, you're doing on things. I know that was a a big thing that I felt as if I brought to the table when um, Dane and I first started seeing each other because um, there's times I would wait two or three days before I actually brought up a subject that was actually really bothering me because I wanted to make sure the timing was right. And I really wanted to make sure that I had all of my thoughts and my feelings and examples, as Dane would say, of, um, of breaking down what was going on or what was bothering me in my head. And a lot of that is because I don't take life so seriously. And I do realize that um, everything is going to be okay in the long run, but it's still something that bothers me. So you know, I sometimes would take sit on something for two or three days, not in a rude way. He couldn't even tell anything was wrong. Um, I went about my day as normal, but I just wanted to make sure that I had a clear cut way of explaining my feelings so it was um, easily understood and uh, he could come into the, or into the argument or into the discussion with, um, with empathy. And, uh, it always wound up working out, you know, it would be, Hey, do you have a few seconds? We sit down on the bed and I would say, Hey, remember two days ago when, you know, this and this and this happened, not mad, but you know, I would appreciate if we could handle it this way or if we could handle it that way. And, you know, realizing that those difficult conversations, a lot of times they need to be had, but a lot of times you can't have them right there on the spot because you're with friends, you're with family, you have kids. Um, you work different shifts or whatever it is it's but just as long as you're feeling heard and you're being heard That's you know what the most important thing is and uh, your time scale. It's it's your choice It's your choice to, there's no rule as to you know You have to confront it within the first half an hour of it happening or else there is other ways of having conversations that are uh, important to you as long as you're bringing them up in a loving way. Now, is it nice to five days later yell out like, hey, you did this five days ago and you're doing it again and rah, rah, rah. Now that is incorrect. So you want to make sure that if you are bringing it up days later, you're bringing it up days later in a loving way because that was the best timing, not because you happen to catch them again doing the same thing again. Yep. Yeah.
1: So moving on to 5. So 1 was say what is really going on. You know, if you if you if you're saying you're mad but you're really fearful of something, but you're embarrassed to say that you're fearful, get get over that because it is just awesome when you can when you can get to a point where you're communicating clearly and the love just builds from there and and and, and the relationship just builds from there. Two, ask yourself the questions.
0: So what are the questions? Again? What am I
1: about to say? Is Is it accurate and true? true.
0: (laughs) Will it hurt anyone's feelings or attack their character? Does it need to be said and is now the right time?
1: Number four.
0: Number three. Number
1: three. Communicate often and be vulnerable. Speak to the truth of what, you know, what, I guess, what it is on your end. Don't talk about the other person's end, but what's on your end. Four. Have difficult conversations don't avoid them. They don't go away. And the more often you do them, the quicker you'll grow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Five, sometimes you can be right or you can be happy. And this came to me from a very, very dear friend of mine who I absolutely love. And Charlie knows who he is. But, you know, when we're in the midst of an argument and we don't even really know it sometimes, you're not even realizing I'm arguing with the person that I love you know, and it may be the person that you absolutely would never, ever, ever want to hurt, but you know, you're right. You feel right. There's 8,000 miles away from what you feel is the truth with how the person, how they perceived whatever it was or whatever the issue is, or I don't care if it's finances, health, sex, job, you know, whatever the case may be, um, or bringing past into the, into the present type of thing, but you just... It, it's so important, and I come to this story of, I don't know why do we keep talking about Publix, but going to the grocery Publix store. Publix
0: is our grocery store, by the way. Exactly. They don't going, have Publix I have Going grocery. to the grocery store. Yeah.
1: We have two near us, um, yeah. equally close, mm-hmm. but we have one that we jokingly say is yours, one that's mine, but one given day, we were headed to, uh, I guess, what, get groceries? It was around lunchtime. We were, we were hungry, um, kind of irritable. And what have you, and we were kind of trying to decide which way to go to the store, for whatever reason. Go right, go left, if you will. And I was convinced, if we go left, that's the better way. She was convinced, if we go right, that's the better way. Come to find out, this whole conversation didn't didn't need to happen, but it kind of it kind of did. Um, and maybe you can expand I on it. I don't remember. But you were perfect that's that's the other thing don't keep this stuff in your head it's taking up space (laughs) never happened Um, but i think
0: i do vaguely remember it what was it we actually
1: said to each other why are we doing this and we were both it was so i actually started laughing which made you made made you more upset because i started laughing i'm like we're actually arguing about this
0: yeah
1: and i knew we were you know hungry Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or hangry or whatever we call it but the point was, we actually talked about it, and I thought, you know what, when a, a, an associate or somebody who I'm not real close with calls me, I will talk to them for 30 minutes and listen to their story and give advice and what have you, and won't even think about it. You know, half an hour, hour or I'll watch some silly Netflix show or something and take an hour of my life, and it was a total waste. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna have an argument, maybe ruin a whole Saturday, Mm-hmm. If we allow it to about arguing about something like that, that shouldn't even matter that it's going to take a, what, a difference of two minutes mm-hmm. and it's just so silly, mm-hmm. but in the moment, it seems so real and so important
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just simply not. So again, I can be right or I can be happy. Mm-hmm. You can say, this is the better way to do it. I'm not saying be a pushover, you know, stand up for what you really believe in, but these little issues just don't matter.
0: Mm-hmm. My mom always used to say, um, pick, what is it, pick the war or something?
1: Choose your battles. Choose your battles, yeah. Yeah.
0: She always used to say, choose your battles, which I feel I've gotten really good at.
1: And, you know, being right, being happy, what I mean by that is it doesn't have to be somebody's fault. I'm always, I want to have a clean slate. I want to be the best spouse I can be. I know somebody else who has a similar uh, look at life where they want to be the best. He's
0: pointing at me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and we actually argue about that. He like, forgot
0: we weren't being videotaped. The, the, <laughs> the, I mean, recorded, videotaped. i was just so old. <laughs> All right, it is, doesn't have to
1: be somebody's fault.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And I've actually said, I've actually, I do that. Talk about that. I'll say, yeah, it's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm a horrible human being. I shouldn't have done that. Because I just want it to be over. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't work.
0: Mm, that does not work.
1: How does that make you feel?
0: For me. You know how that makes me feel very irritated. Why doesn't it work? That... I
1: want it to work. I because want to just be like, the it's victim. me, I'm the bad guy, Yeah, Let's move because
0: on. it's not real or true. I'm looking for true communication on the subject. So just like anyone can do that at any point during any, any argument. Just say, yeah, whatever, you're right, blah, sarcastically. And everyone knows that that's not even true or is true or you need more validation or you need to communicate... The the issue a little bit more massage it a little bit more before you're setting it, setting it apart. Yeah. So That's all.
1: it's, um, it's a, it's just, it's amazing when I can put all these together and I use them daily, sometimes hourly, depending on who I'm working with. Um, it's just, it's just so much easier. It's the easier, softer way. And the number one thing that I appreciate and love when I put these into practice, and it it literally just happened this past weekend hmm. something came up okay. we were both passionate about our views on whatever it was
0: oh okay
1: um and how about literally we had a great day ahead of us uh-huh. happened in the morning yeah and i truly believed that that conversation was going to ruin our day
0: mm-hmm.
1: it changed my physiology mm-hmm. i got like sweaty and upset and i just wanted it fixed mm-hmm. and then how did you feel You wanted. I had complete
0: control over that conversation, so I felt good. Well... I really did. I felt like that conversation... You always have complete control over the conversation. That decision... No, that disagreement... Because that was a true disagreement. Totally. I feel like... Because I'm usually the one that raises my voice way before Dane does. And you had to say some very
1: vulnerable things.
0: So that's why I feel as if I had control of that conversation, because I kept my tonality super chill and very lighthearted even maybe we're talking about two totally different conversations I think conversations. we are okay. but this is good keep going okay I'm talking about when we were in the public's parking lot talking about okay so anyways I don't know why we're keeping the conversation a secret yeah and what's the conversation are, what's the then? conversation what is Saturday, it
1: Saturday we, were, we, were, um, we had a whole bunch of things we had to get, get done I had my list you had your list okay. and we kind of preparatory the night before Friday night said hey this is how we're going to tackle it oh we're gonna okay, work out yeah, we're gonna yeah. work out early get yeah. our workout out of the way yeah. do our running around mm-hmm. get our projects done got it um and then something we deviated from the plan just the slightest bit and we had different ideas of how the day should go yeah and i i think maybe i tried to put that blame on you a little bit or, or a lot vice yeah. vice versa or,
0: yeah well, you took it as me not caring because I didn't have an opinion. So we're both yes. we're both empaths. So we both naturally want to do what the other person wants to do, and that's one of our hugest I think battles that that we have with each other is we both tend to be on the nicer side. So basically, he was allowing me to plan the day, but I was allowing him to plan the day. So because I wasn't planning the day, he felt that as me not being like a willing participant. Of like being a team player and figure out what we were going to do when I was literally doing the same thing he was doing, which is trying to figure out what he wants to do so he'll be happy. And then he took that as just forget about it. We're not going to do anything because I wasn't answering the question. But that's because I was playing his same game of, well, what do you want to do? Right. So it kind of all toppled down on me. But then we worked it out. So let's play it out. We literally worked it out. We were within like, what, an hour?
1: No, it was actually I, actually... I got
0: so mad. It was a big argument.
1: I, and, I, and I've been... Con- I started
0: crying.
1: Yeah. I've been conditioned that you don't just squash things. Mm-hmm. It takes days of the silent treatment. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I kind of know.
0: From his past relationships. From his, my
1: past, right. So I feel like I have to fix it. Mm-hmm instead of letting just the emotions kind of dissipate Mm -hmm. out of the body so Mm -hmm. you can move on your blood pressure goes back to normal your pulse Mm -hmm. um i mean it's not like a hulk situation but i'm just saying you know it's it's important that you let your partner take the time they need Mm -hmm. i I thought i'm supposed to be hey let's talk about it come here let me hug you let's talk about it Mm -hmm. and you are more the style of we'll get there but i just want to chat i just need to just breathe and decompress and let my body go back to mm-hmm. its, you know, exactly its center. But what did we do? We went and sat on the couch.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you got me.
1: Oh, that's that's a good point. We should bring that up. Yeah. Sometimes it takes someone.
0: Because mm-hmm. I was really mad.
1: It takes someone whoever has the better tools at that point or whoever's in a better spot uh, emotionally at that point. It's your responsibility, in my opinion, to facilitate not fixing but coming together and saying hey i see where you're coming from i hear you i didn't look at it that way i didn't and
0: and and with that because i could have been told the other person can be totally stubborn yes the other person can want to fix it and i could totally be like no screw you and like run away or drive away or be on my phone or just refuse to talk or do the silent treatment So it actually takes both parties yeah, to be humble. So one person has to come, and the other person also has to be humble and say, okay, fine, let's talk, even if they don't want to talk.
1: And that is, that is a, yeah. man, that's an icky feeling sometimes yeah. when you want to be the bigger one, but you're not willing to because yeah. you're like, it's not my fault. How dare they, which is your ego saying saying that to you yeah and that doesn't help the bigger your ego is when you're arguing the worse things go yeah it's been my observation in my independent study here Mm -hmm. that is what i've seen a hundred percent of the time
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so knowing that that person is making an effort Mm -hmm. hey let's go talk about this in the bedroom we have a practice where we never raise our voices in front of family or kids uh if we have a disagreement or we, we absolutely try not to. Ninety
0: nine point five percent of the time. Right,
1: and it's it helps a lot <laughs> yeah. with with that. But my point is, be if you can be the person that says, "Hey, let's bring it together," and it's going to confuse your spouse. Perhaps it did us when the person that normally doesn't does. But be willing, don't judge, but be willing to communicate. Um, and then we were it was it was a matter of minutes where we absolutely locked eyes and actually realized oh my god what, gosh why did i allow this to come to this and i felt so guilty
0: mm-hmm.
1: that I, we even got that far
0: mm-hmm. you know yeah 100 percent. i agree with you
1: and then what we had the rest of the day was yeah, the amazing day was perfect yeah. that day would never would have been salvageable yeah without without these tools
0: yeah no i totally agree with that how long based do you think on we past, talked like, for like 30 minutes 40 minutes yeah how long
1: what did we talk yeah About 20 minutes.
0: 20 minutes. And we were honest. Yep. So we spoke open and honestly. It wasn't like beating around the bush and maybe or blame or anything. It was just straight shooting. That's what we do. We straight shoot from the hip or whatever that saying is. And um, so that way you just get right to the problem immediately. And then you can talk about that versus going around in circles and playing, you know, ring around the rosies.
1: So what if I'm the person, though, that I'm the typical guy? and you're the typical wife, whatever the typical is these days. Mm -hmm. And the, the party, the male side, or it doesn't matter. The one side isn't willing to communicate and be vulnerable or listen. You know, how does that person deal with that?
0: Okay. Well, from my past experience, because I came out of an extremely harsh relationship before you. So I, Even though I'm really good at communicating and I was really good at talking about my feelings, he was not and never was. That was 13 years of never. So I got conditioned to uh, a relationship where uh, the person wasn't able to negotiate. So to go along with that, sometimes it just doesn't work. And as you can see the relationship ended now when I got into my new relationship you know the relationship with you then all of a sudden I'm with a guy who was willing to communicate and willing to talk and willing to sit down so to use my experience I had picked up traits I don't want to say traits but picked up um, uh, I guess you could say traits of how that my old relationship was Where there was uh, minimal communication, minimal um, caring of what my feelings were. So I wasn't used to uh, being with somebody who cared. But what happened is, as I started to open up, as I started to communicate, as I started to use the skills that I knew to be true, um, it's all about trust. It's all about trust. So... As you started to, like, show your true colors of being similar, I still had a hard time communicating because I just wasn't used to it. And then it took time. It took a lot of time for me to finally trust that the words that I say are going to be heard. The words that I say are going to mean something. It's not going to go in one ear and out the other. So, and I can actually take this also with um, my son's father who actually started doing similar stuff to me before um, I even knew about it, which is communicating better. And before I knew it, um, our communication skills totally evolved because of him. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know. But because he was coming to me lovingly, because he was coming to me nicely, because he was coming to me differently and wouldn't allow it to escalate and didn't raise his voice and refused to... Um, change his tonality. I eventually, w- without even being told, just like out of, what is that called? When, um, muscle memory. No, like when you, uh, learn from examples versus learning from being told.
1: Experience. You learn from experience.
0: Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, so I would say in that situation, just to change yourself. That's all you have power over is yourself. So change how you're doing it, and hopefully, if you're with a good spouse, they will eventually, over weeks, months, years, they will meet you, and they'll bring theirs down, and the communication will totally change.
1: Well, and how often do? You... But it
0: takes patience.
1: Absolutely. I remember, remember, in the beginning, we would talk and we would argue, or or have a conversation that was hurt, not hurtful, but. You know, we saw a different opi- difference in opinion, or you were upset, um, and you would tell me, but I would tell you, "Why don't you look at me when we talk?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You wouldn't look me in the eye, yeah. and it was so frustrating because I thought I was doing something wrong.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and literally, you weren't. I felt like we weren't communicating. Mm-hmm. That was an early part of our relationship. Yeah. that could have been a total deal breaker. Mm-hmm. But what did I do? I told you, that, "Why are we not?" why are you not looking at me when Mm -hmm. we're arguing Mm -hmm. like you 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 refused to look out the window or not at me or what have you Mm -hmm. and you explained Mm -hmm. and then i understood and it made sense and it wasn't you disrespecting me Mm -hmm. this is you had to do that with how you had to communicate in the past with
0: my ex yeah it
1: was um so it wasn't an option to look at at you in the eye unless you were you only got looked at in the eye when you're in trouble right or something Mm -hmm. um so that's the other thing too is how are when you're arguing How are you positioning your body? Are you ten? Are you ten feet away? Um, Are you looking at the person? Are you half on your phone, half listening? Man, that is huge. It's being into the conversation. Yeah,
0: but that has to do with timing.
1: Because what what's the opposite of love? What is it called? Um, Indifference. indifference. Yeah. And when you feel like somebody's indifferent, you can't get anywhere with that. Yeah. So, wow, we've covered a lot. Yes. Um, I think that. I think there's more for us to learn, obviously. Yeah, of
0: course. But hopefully,
1: this has been helpful to whoever's listening.
0: 100%. And, and those um, you can share it with. we were actually talking uh, before we started the podcast that if you guys have any um, suggestions yourself, um, any ideas yourself as to what you use in your relationships to add to this list, um, feel free to comment below because, you know, there are people that are in situations like this. They're coming for help. They need a little bit of assistance. So if you have some um, magical you know, things that you do in your relationship that seem to help out, make sure you communicate them below so that um, individuals can get a full platter.
1: And not to to digress, I want to leave them with this thought. Mm -hmm. When you're arguing, because we didn't really talk about this, Mm -hmm. and I don't say this to impress you, but to impress upon you that there's an option to getting in the car and driving away and doing what you normally do when you're pushed to the limit and you feel disrespected or unheard, unappreciated, or all the above, whatever you're doing, whatever it might be, it may be a healthy thing. Maybe you go for a run, but tell your spouse, your loved one, your family member, whoever you care about that, hey, I'm going for a run. I'll be back. Just by saying that and not just disappearing or, or storming out the door, that allows that hour that you're running or 15 minutes or however long you want to run, that allows that person to realize that you made the the added effort to say, Hey, I'm going for a run. I'll be back. You're not silencing them or they're doing the silence treatment, but the driving away, the running away from the problem that has to be, you, you have to get to that as soon as you can. Cause none of this is really easy applied. If you're not at that point yet, you know, the, the, the fight, fight or flight response. I don't like using the word fight, but deal with it. Don't run from it. That never works.
0: hundred percent. Alright, does that pretty much wrap it up?
1: It does, my love. Until
0: next time.
1: Until next time.
0: Alright. So we will be back again. Um, Let us know your thoughts on this, like I said. And um, we also... This actually triggered a lot more topics. Subtopics. It did for me, me too. Yeah, so we'll definitely be back uh, to share our experiences with you guys. So... Let me just wrap this up here. Thanks for joining me here at my podcast, Human Better 365. Be sure to follow me here on SoundCloud and check out my website for all my social media under sabrinavictoria.com. Always healthy, passion-filled content here. I'm here to support you in your dreams. Reach out to me anytime. I am always willing to hear and guide you to your passion. Much love. Do you want to say bye?
1: Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. Thanks 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 for listening. Thanks for listening. Take immediate action and stay in control of your life by visiting humanbetter365.com. Start to envision your best life by focusing on empowering thoughts. Personal and group coaching available. Contact us today.